Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome Welcome to to Outbound Outbound Metrics. Bree Moreau is the founder and CEO of White Light Digital Marketing. White Light Digital Marketing is the anti-agency, a smart, lean, remote league of e-commerce entrepreneurs who partner with the best in the industry. They believe that numbers speak louder than words and use their streetwise style of business intelligence to cut through the bullshit, growing your ROI while you sleep at night. We're also joined by Bree, your operations manager, Ivana, here as well. Both of you, Bree and Ivana, are you ready to dive in? Definitely. Awesome. Certainly. How does white light digital marketing get results? White light digital marketing gets results by basically doing a lot of lead gen outreach. The the way that we got started in this process actually is that we used to, um, pre-COVID, I was basically running around doing lots of conferences, speaking at conferences all around the world. And and I ran my own conference called DMSS, Digital Marketing Skillshare. And then basically COVID put a stop to all that. So we need a new way to basically attract leads to, to make up for the revenue that we lost during COVID. And basically, we just sat there and just put the hard work in and figured out how to do the lead generation system that, that other people, we paid like tens of thousands of dollars to other people, consultants, experts, did pretty much every course we could find on LinkedIn and email lead generation. And to be honest with you, we were not happy with what they were doing. And we actually did a lot better stuff than the consultants that we were paying. So that's kind of how we got started. And that's kind of where we're at right now, I suppose. Awesome. What would you say makes uh, White Light Digital different than its competitors? I think that basically it's a process of iteration and constantly learning. And what we see with our competitors and people, other people in the industry is that they just kind of like have a stock standard process that they use on LinkedIn. uh, And they just basically do this automated process. Everything could do is custom and bespoke. And we really, really target the the campaign to the individual company because there's one campaign that works in mortgage brokers won't work in insurance brokers. And we don't know why that is, but it's the variables are different. So we really make sure that the the campaign is fully customized, fully researched, and and prospected well. It's it's not just push out a whole bunch of you know keyword t- keyword searches from LinkedIn and get a whole bunch of people and just slam them with mm-hmm. the, with messages. It's not how sure. We work. And productized pricing or custom? It's basically productized pricing. 
to begin. And we're kind of we're kind of playing around with that as well a little bit. But basically, productized price, pricing to begin with. Then we find that depending on how the campaign goes, we need to customize a lot of variables too, because we might think we might be able to get links. Oh, sorry, it leads a certain way, but the prospecting list might not be to the right level that we need to get those to get those um, replies. So then we might have this custom work on the back end. So we, we kind of start with productized and move into custom if we need to. Cool. And who is your ideal customer? Ideal customer is uh, B2B SaaS companies or any kind of B2B company. That's what we focus on. So anyone that's targeting a specific niche. So like if you're a B2B SaaS company targeting you know, accountants or a B2B SaaS company targeting mechanical repair shops, basically anyone that's very targeted in what they're, what they're trying to, the customer basically. Awesome. Makes it much easier to get results that way, doesn't it? 100%. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Cool. So I'd love to hear about this system. And you mentioned the like pre- precursor to this. So you're doing a lot of in-person events, COVID hit, and you needed another way to generate leads. So like, when you were in the in the beginning of, of putting this together, I guess we can start with, you know, you said you, men- you mentioned you paid a lot of people to help out, weren't quite satisfied with the results. What were some things in between that time when you were after you didn't get results you liked and you were right at the point where you're making this new process, what sorts of things were you thinking at that time? God, we know more than the people that we're paying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, that's the first thing that we're thinking. And everyone can agree with me there. Definitely. No, but basically, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that basically it's all about the little iterations. So we might try a campaign out and it might work a little bit and then we'll just tweak something. Uh, and Ivana was really, really good in that process of basically going, oh, maybe... We would go from email to LinkedIn, but then we figured out that going from LinkedIn to email worked better and, and how that flow. And I think what it really comes down to is multiple touch points and making sure that your the, the multiple touch points that you're hitting and the flow that you go through uh, works really well. The other thing that we figured out, this, Ivana can probably elaborate more on this, is basically there's a lot of software providers out there that say that they've got you know the ultimate database and you just click one button here and you, you press send and everything works. Maybe, Ivana, you can explain a bit more about the process normally sure. with the softwares that we use. Yeah. Mm, definitely. So first, when we started, we uh, started using Ulink, and that was basically for the messaging, so automatic messaging. But in reality, we, other than LinkedIn and Sales Navigator, we didn't have an idea how to get to the leads. So we were trying to find something that's going to be that's going to help us in a way that we're not spending so much time. So we noticed one that's called uh, Perocon Leads. And it's an awesome tool that helps you get B2B or B2C leads. You can target it by geography, employee size. So it depends on what you need. But when we started exporting that data, what we actually noticed is that only 30% of the data is correct, especially when talking about emails, which is the most important thing for the campaign. We had to use another tool just to validate the emails and to make sure that they're quality ones, that they're valid ones. So we started using as well Snow for that. Mm-hmm. So as I know, you probably heard of it as mm-hmm. well. We don't use this one only for the email campaigns. We make sure that before doing an email campaign, we checked our prospecting list there. So if we got, let's say, 1K of prospects there, we can expect to have maybe 100 to 150 valid emails once we verify all of them. Gotcha. You said you use Ulink for LinkedIn. Yeah. So, and then what was the other tool you used? The- it's uh, Perocon Leads. It's in Spanish, so it's okay. E-E-R-O. Yeah, that's the second one, and Snow is the third one. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So list quality. Just to, 
I was just going to say that the Pericon leaders, I'm pretty sure they, they plug into to LinkedIn and they use a lot of LinkedIn's database as well. And you can able to integrate between email and LinkedIn to the one campaign. So okay. you can create a campaign of multiple touch points. I think that Ivana tried to use this process, but I didn't think it worked. Is that correct? Or yeah. So we've been through a lot of processes. We've figured out what didn't work. Tested everything. <laughs> I think in total, what we yeah. spent like six months testing everything and we use ourselves like as an example and we try to make it as perfect as we can before offering it to clients. So it's been a long ride, definitely. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> and the other thing I'd like to point out too, so... The process that we use is all personalized lines. Mm-hmm. So we go out, we find, we'd get 100 prospects and we go ski. Let's just say we're going for mortgage brokers. We go out and we get 100 prospects and we, re, we, get a, we research those individual prospects and then we start with an opening with a personalized line. Whether we use you know, email, outreach or LinkedIn, it's still the same process of the research that we do. And what we've been able to do, what we've been able to successfully do is basically scale that process. Um, and Ivana can explain a bit more about that process. So basically... We've been able to take it from her and and her team running it to having uh, a group of a group of basically personalized line runners, kind of like scaling it to that process. So maybe you can explain a bit about how you those people and what metrics you go, how many lines they write an hour, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So for our personalized email campaigns, we decided to just hire people who are gonna make the research on the LinkedIn profiles of the prospects and find something that's unique and what can work for them. So it will be the opening line of the email. When we started hiring, the actual, our target was that they write 12 lines per, per hour. So it will mm-hmm. be, let's say for one line, you would get four to five minutes, depending on the prospect. Of course, some of them would be very easy to write while there are others who are not active. So we were figuring out how to, how to make it appealing to them, even if they are not active on LinkedIn. So currently we have four people who we've trained in personalized aligned writing, they're delivering us on a weekly basis. And 500 was the last thing that I counted. So 500 personalized lines. After they receive their training, they pretty much work on their own. We deliver them an Excel with the name of the prospect, with the LinkedIn profile. They have, normally if it's 100 prospects, we expect it to be done in 24 to 48 hours. So it's a very quick process once they are trained in it. And the training is also super easy. It's basically 30 minutes just to show them which aspects on LinkedIn profile is important and which you can basically ignore. Cool, cool. And how many did you say can deliver 124 to 48 hours? In 24 hours, we can deliver 100 personalized lines. I mean, we can do even more because we have a lot of writers available to us. Mm-hmm. But that's something we <laughs> communicate with our clients. So that's normally what they, we give them. Let's say in 48 hours, you can expect to have a spreadsheet with the lines and we can start the campaign after we have agreed on the prospects. How many writers does it take to deliver, deliver those 148 hours? Oh, it's maybe uh, two or one if one person is available for, let's say, five to six okay. hours and is really focused. Nice, nice. Okay. So once, and just to clarify, the writers, they're all part-time. They're all like 10, 20 hours a week kind of yeah. they're not They're not like full-time in, in-house. Uh, you said they're, they're doing this research. They're building these. You're opening it with these first lines. Mm-hmm. Grab prospects attention. I was going to ask, where does, how does the copy fill out from there in the messaging? Mm-hmm. From there, we actually have a short, I would say it's a template depending on the on the campaign, but we have a short and very straightforward email, which is not long. It will be, I think the last time we agreed on, let's say three or four paragraphs, which are basically short, straight to the point. Uh, you say what you do, what you can provide and what's the value for them. And then you go into the follow-up emails. 
But the first email is really not long and it's just straight. It's it's very, very short. We just address the pain point. We obviously have personalized line, address the pain point and then tease them about a solution. So we don't sit there and write, here's our solution. We just kind of go, it's very simple and succinct. It's like, hey, Hey, John Smith, I see that you're, um, you know, volunteering at the Animal Welfare Shelter. That's really, really good. And your, uh, your corporate, you know, rugby team won the championships. That's great, whatever that is. This is, you know, how do you feel about the state of XYZ today? Is this a, this a situation for you? Because we have a really, really good solution for you that we can increase for ROI by or this, by that. And we just basically put a couple of simple things in there. Like numbers work really well. And then we just keep it at that. That's the first email. Then the second email, if they bite on that, obviously that's great. If they don't bite on that, then we kind of spell out more what we do or what the service offering is or the audit. Obviously, with our clients, we try to make sure that they have like a like a discovery call or some kind of audit. So when we we take on a new client, we obviously try to get them to give us a pitch and we work with them on a pitch and what their offering will be to that specific target market, whether it's like an audit of what the client does or whatever that kind of stuff and kind of figure out what those pain points are and how they can service those needs. So after the first email, it's very short and succinct. It's like a, kind of like a yes or a no, very polar. Then the second email tends to be more longer and explains more because it might you might be more teasing out of the person to get that. Um, and then do we have the breakup then? Or when is it? Then normally there's a three or four email sequence yeah. and then normally there's a breakup email in there as well. Uh, sorry, there's a bump in there too. There's a bump. The first email mm-hmm. first, it, it changes a lot. That's first yeah, email that's first, then it, then can be a bump. Hey, yeah, just a one line. It just like, hey, did you get my last message? I know you're busy, and then longer, and then there's a breakup. Gotcha. Okay. You're sit. You have you have the first email. You've got three to four follow ups, bumps, and looking for that discovery call or audit, longer explanation, and then a breakup. Are you guys going multi channel too? I know you mentioned like some LinkedIn and email earlier on. Yeah. You're doing yeah, multi-channel doing. So what so what's quite well is because we're tracking the mail. So basically we can see when they've opened up multiple emails. So we'll see whether they've opened up two of our emails to begin with. And if there's no response there, then we'll just go to LinkedIn and say, Hey, been trying to reach you by been trying to reach you by email, but I thought I'd reach out on LinkedIn instead. Mm-hmm. Nice, short and sweet. Because it just it, yeah. everything that we do with our messaging, everything that we do with our messaging and then with our LinkedIn message as well and email. Like the emails, the email would just be quick question. The title would be quick question or, or something like that. We're not trying to, we're trying to sound natural and organic. Like we've, re- we've written, even though we've written a hundred emails, we want to make it feel like this person has been specifically crafted an email to because of that, like, you know, because people in the industry, like whether, when you, if you're a B2B SaaS, if you're a BDM and B2B SaaS, you are going to research, you know, your hundred prospects you're going to work on. You are going to do that bit of research for that person. So we want to make it feel like they've only, you know, maybe they've only researched, you know, it's still an automated email, it's still a mass email, but maybe they've only sent 10 of those emails as a BDM. You know, mm-hmm. they've researched the person and done this process. So we want to make it seem like that. So if they, in all our messaging as well, so on LinkedIn, we're not going to write like, dear, you know, John, you know, paragraph, you know, block of text, thing like that. We basically just write like we're writing a text message. Yeah. So Super everything, sure. yeah, even our automated sequence is like, yeah, even our automated sequence is like a text message. It's no, there's no structure like a formality email. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And, and one other thing I'd like to point out that the piece of software that we use that Ivana can explain a little bit more about it is called Yesware. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are experienced to know more about that, Ivana. Mm, how, yes. we, how we link up to our. Yeah, we actually discovered that it's a cool way because if you're doing lead gen um, campaigns for your clients, 
it's actually very, very complicated to get the email address. So if they're going to open a new email address, there, there's like days pass by until you're waiting for the credentials or if we're going to buy the new domain. So to avoid all of that, to have new emails and all the complications when you're onboarding a new client, what we decided is uh, this uh, great tool, which basically you just send a um, link to your client. And once they press on it, they log into their uh, Gmail account whichever they wish to use. So is it from the company? Is it maybe, I don't know, they open a new email, but they don't want to share it with us for some reasons. So we have access to that inbox for sending campaigns, but we actually cannot see other messages. So we can manage mm -hmm. our campaign within that inbox. So that's a really, that's a really awesome thing to do because so you, it saves time. Yeah. You're, you're handling your responses for them as well? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, we, we actually take ah. them from the, to the moment. Ah, ah when they want to jump on a call. So this is where we started. So basically, we, we, this is how we started. So basically, we started paying all these people to do LinkedIn lead generation. And all they were doing was basically blasting out heaps of contact requests and going, you've got to message your inbox. And I'm yeah. like, I'm fucking busy, man. <laughs> As yeah. if I'm going to message like, you know, four. And so we didn't find anyone that was giving us that end-to-end -end solution of like, you know, we do the whole end-to-end -end solution yeah. from the first initial email all the way to scheduling that, that meeting for you. And when you get that meeting scheduled for you, you're going to have the, all the communication that's happened in that time, you know, the, the campaign that it would see. And so we basically made that whole process. So we found that people weren't doing that. They were basically just blasting a whole bunch of LinkedIn, you know, contact requests, or they did yeah. a little bit of that stuff. They sit there and say, we've got a warm lead for you. And then you mm -hmm. have to kind of deal with it. We're like, well, why, why don't we just run the whole process ourselves? Because people were doing it for us. And I was like, well, I was just getting Ivana and the team to basically write those emails responding back. And then yeah. so we created a system ourselves where we manage everything. So basically from the moment of once the client signed off on, on the pitch and, and the prospect list, we booked the, the appointments into the calendar. Mm -hmm. What's your like, process for follow-up there for people who respond to your messages? Like, how do you track Ivana that? Can, can answer that one. Or Sophia can answer that one. <laughs> You mean when they are interested to have the have the meeting? Either they're interested, or probably more so when they um, ask, you know, neutral, yeah, yeah. neutral Additional type questions. questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends if it's a. I'll quickly jump. I'll quickly jump in here. I'll quickly jump in here. So when we when we have when we're about to get started, basically when we have our initial onboarding meeting, we basically go over what the initial objections are with the client. So we're clear on what what the objections will be and how to handle those objections to begin with. And then we, if we have any issues, you basically ask the client too, but I'll let Ivana answer from there. Yeah. We always actually, when we are having the meeting with them, we always ask for as much as material we can. So we understand what, what they're selling, how they're selling it, and how it solves the problem of their potential client. For instance, if they ask us a question, we really don't have an information on how to respond. That's also a good idea. It's also a good like, hook to say, oh, let's jump on a call. I can actually explain it better without typing. Or if it's a client that's really responsive, we can also inf include them into that conversation, just saying, oh, we have this question, just so they know that their audience is also thinking about that because they might be maybe not aware of some things that could be pain points of selling that product. So I think it's also important when we inform them about their target audience and what they're thinking about the product. Awesome. So we try to keep, but that's the uh, last part we take because our idea is actually to save as much time as we can from our clients so they don't have to they just see the booked appointment and that's it yeah that's what everybody wants right the, yeah, the full definitely. calendar yeah, yeah for sure i know that brie always so wants that, it so. that person. <laughs> yeah that's all i want that's what i want <laughs> that's it yes
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We did it for ourselves first and then from there it's just been like that's the thing. Like what's the dream situation? So, And so the process that we've got, so we have normally two situations, either where the persona is me or directly the client or it's an extra person in the company. So it might be like a BDM or something like that. We have a kind of a nice way of off-handling. So let's just say um, I'm writing as, say say someone's writing as me or or potentially, let's make it easier for to say it's me. Uh, Let's just say someone's writing as me. And we, ha- we have two emails set up. We have my real email and then we have um, the email that's like um, set up on my behalf. So we have you know, Brie at WLGM.io, which is my email. Then we have Brie at WLGM.agency. So, mm-hmm. And that's the one they're prospecting on. They'll prospect on that and they'll chat to the client and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, so the, the, the potential lead. And then once they get someone that's serious about booking a call with us, they'll CC my email into that, into that email thread. So I know what's going on. And if I need to answer anything, I can just take over from there. I'll mm-hmm. let them keep talking. But if there's something specific that I need to answer, then I can just take over from there. But then that way they kind of show me that it's coming in and then it kind of transitions across to me as well. So um, that's why the visibility is. And then, yeah. yeah, give me the visibility, but also, and then because what we found too is if, um, if the other problem that we have obviously is leads not turning up to a call. If I'm in the email chain with them, then it's like I can just email directly back to that email address as well. So it kind of creates that thing of like, because if if I jump on, there's a no show, it's like five minutes, then I can just basically go, hey, da, 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 da. And so we try to make sure that we get them off LinkedIn into email and there's communication going on there. So that way mm. we have multiple touch points as well. Sure. Awesome. Getting into like what type of metrics you guys get with this process, what are, you, what are the main things you're tracking when doing this, like numbers wise? First, the most important is definitely the open rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have open rate and normally, I mean, it depends on the on the campaign, but the last campaign that we did for a client had actually 75% of open rate, which is really amazing. And we also track reply rate, which is the most important one, because that's when we get into the conversation about the product and selling and uh, jumping on a, on a call with the people. Reply rate and one that is important and that shows our quality and the research that we did is definitely bounce rate. If the bounce rate is really low, it means that we did our research properly, that we have really quality emails, and that, for instance, if the campaign didn't produce the results that we wish or something happened, we needed to pause it, we know that this data is really good and the client can use it for other campaigns as well. Got it. What, what yeah. bounce rate do you shoot for on trying oh, to get under? One, per, one to 2% max. Okay. If it's like 100, because we, we are really trying to get it through, I think, three tools in total so if we have anything about that that's just mm-hmm. it was just a waste of time definitely every prospect is manually verified yeah mm-hmm. got it and what about reply rate what do you shoot for there well you guys so see? let's use a hundred hundred prospects we expect to have a reply rate there on email let's say 30 percent mm-hmm. but 30 to 40 percent but on linkedin we in reality have a really high reply rate there for some campaigns that we did for ourselves as well, we had a uh, reply rate to 64, 50 to 60 percent. Mm-hmm. So, because people it's easier for them, and probably it's a different tool than email, so they're just typing messages. But I remember we did one B2B campaign where we had in total 2k of prospects, 2000, and we had 800 of replies. So, gotcha. And the companies you're, the companies you're targeting, what's you said they are like industry-specific SaaS companies. Are they startups? What types of size are they? 
really so generally like in in that space we're looking for like 11 11 to 50 or like you know 50 to 200 because we mm-hmm. want to be able to to deal with some a company which has enough scale on it but isn't like too big that we have to you know that we're going to get the to get to be able to meet the decision maker so that's normally the range that we're going for gotcha okay cool and you guys track like meeting book rate at all or or how many meetings you get out of those 100 like say 100 prospects or even more yeah, definitely. But that's uh, that's something we talk about with the client uh, at the first stage, definitely. So if we sell them a campaign where we're going to target 100 prospects, we expect to get at least four to five uh, meetings for that campaign. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it awesome. really depends. It depends on the niche. And yeah. and sometimes it goes, it goes up from there and sometimes it doesn't go up. You know, it really, it really depends. So some industries and some campaigns, if we know we've got a good campaign and a good list, then we expect a higher result. But if the offering isn't very good, it's very generic, then we we, we, we don't really like offer as much. But what we normally do with our clients is we set a kind of guaranteed, you know, um, uh, meeting rate, book rate. And if we don't hit it because of different things within the campaign, then we just write more emails and we just basically just yeah. increase the prospecting list as well. So we just kind of tailor it and we, we, we figure out within, within the first 50 emails, we'll know whether the campaign's working or not. And then we just basically adjust from there. What's your toughest industry you've ever worked on before? It's, I'll probably just say toughest clients. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because, I mean, <laughs> I think, like, it really, because there's some niches where, like, Ivana, maybe, I mean, like, we, we have some clients that, like, it has to be this specific, specific, specific thing. It has to be the goose that lays the gold, except if it's not the goose that lays the gold, because I don't want it. It's like, well, darling, honey, princess, but, you know, like, we, we can't really control that too much, so... That's that's probably part of the process that we have to deal with. But I know, Ivana, what have you found to be work? Which industries work well and which one doesn't? Just from your, I wouldn't maybe divide it into industry as much as how clear the product or the service is actually. If they haven't shaped it, because we we actually do have that these issues when the client is saying, "Oh no, it's just this." Yeah, this is how I sell, and you know that there's something like you know that there's like a huge space where there should be actually maybe uh, problems that they're trying to solve, challenges, other things that could maybe bring additional value to the to the product. And then when you come into the communication with the prospect, that's where those questions, like, I don't understand, what, I don't need this, why is this for? So if the product is not explained by its website or the client really doesn't know how to sell it well, and we don't get that information from them because we don't understand what they're doing because there's no information available to us, then it's really different, difficult to sell. Sure, sure. Yeah, like an, I was going to say, like an example would be like if a mortgage broker is targeting um, tradespeople exactly, and they have a website that's like you know the mortgage broker for tradespeople, and they have a you know they go through and audit all this stuff, and 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 they have a really clear you know marketing message, and they offer a lot of value on the website and as a kind of sales pitch. That's going to be very different from a mortgage broker that just does generic mortgage brokering, and they're like, oh, you can just target anyone. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Definitely agree with that. Awesome, guys. Where can people find you if they're interested in in working with your agency? Just um, put their they all they need to do is just put B two B SaaS in their um in their job title, and mm-hmm. we'll find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Great answer. Um, Great no. Answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, no. We say so obviously WLDM.io White Light Digital Marketing. Say so WLDM.io White Light Digital Marketing. Um, Sorry, yeah, www.wldm.io basically is where they'll find us. And, or just brie at wldm.io and we can have a chat. 
Awesome. Brianna Vanna, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. All right. You have a good one. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.